The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said there was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling. But eventually he thought, Well, it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being. Because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her. At least she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What are we supposed to do when we're waiting for God to answer our prayers? What are we supposed to do while we're waiting? What are we supposed to do while God is, is, is waiting? I'll tell you what we do. You get strong. You build character. So my father comes to me one day and he says, uh, where's the registry of motor vehicles? I've got to return these, uh, these car plates. I said to him, Dad, you, don't, you don't have to do that. I'll take them down. So he says, well, just drop them off. He says, it shouldn't take you that much time. So anyway, I get to the registry of motor vehicles and there's a guy in front of me uh, with, a couple, with also a couple of set of, of car plates. So he goes to the receptionist and says, I'm just going to drop these things off. He says, well, you just can't drop them off here. You've got you to bring them in there. So we gave him a ticket. He says, well, why, why do I have to bring them in there? He says, because we have to give you a receipt. So the guy says, well, I don't want a receipt. He says, well, you can't drop them off here. You've got to bring them in there. So he lost the argument. Well, anyway, it was my turn was up, and I knew exactly what I needed to know. So I showed her the place, and she gave me the ticket, you know, for my number on it. So anyway, I go into the waiting room. There's not one seat available. They're all taken. So I find a wall. I lean up against it, and I pull out a book. What? Oh, I brought a book? Oh, I certainly did bring a book, but not just a book. I brought a really good book, a book that I needed to read because I'm preparing for a class in the fall. One hour and 20 minutes later, they called my number, and I was really happy because I got to finish the book. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to finish the book. Now, remember the guy that was in front of me? He didn't bring a book. And he was not happy. What do we do when we have to wait? What do we do in the waiting? So a few seasons ago, the, the Patriots were, Sunday afternoon, were playing the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos at that time were considered by many to be the Super Bowl favorites. At halftime, the score was 28 to nothing. The Patriots were losing by a blowout. 
So the next day I called Dad and I says, Dad, what did you do uh, at halftime when the Patriots were losing 28 to nothing? My father says, I turned out the TV in disgust and I went outside to do something a lot more enjoyable like rake leaves. Well, the reason why I asked my father that question is because my father missed out on one of the biggest comebacks in franchise history. They won! The Patriots came back and won against the Super Bowl favorites by considered by everybody to being down to 28 points. They won? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Halftime. Halftime. 20 minutes waiting to take the field, something happened during halftime. I don't know what Bilicek said, I discussed the tweak something. We all need a halftime. We all need that time. We wait. We get strong. Get character during the halftime. Remember the Israelites? Okay, so there's the Israelites, right? They're in Egypt and they're in slavery. So for 400 years, 400 years they cried out to God, please deliver us from, from this slavery. Remember then God then appears to Moses and he says, I have heard the cry of my people Israel in Egypt. Well, yeah, for, I mean, he hasn't been crying. That's why. Where have you been? So what were the Israelites doing for 400 years waiting for God to deliver them? 400 years, what did they do? Well, I'll give you a hint. Because the Bible tells us specifically that the Bible tells us exactly what they were doing during these 400 years of waiting. They multiplied. They multiplied. How do you multiply? Well, you fall in love. You get married, and then you multiply. So let's take a look at that a little bit. So there's the so Egyptian taskmaster telling the Israelites, take those bricks and bring them up to the pyramid and do it now. So then after the long day, the Israelite goes home, his wife sees him, oh, they give a hug, and then they multiply. My point is this. The Israelites have every good reason to hate. The Israelites had every good reason to despise. The Israelites had every good reason to retaliate. But they chose love instead. And they built a great nation in that 400 years for God. Let me just close with one last example. So Peter, remember, he denies Jesus three times. Disaster. Denies Peter... Peter denies Jesus three times. Then Jesus rises from the dead. A few days later after the resurrection, Jesus sees Peter and he says, Yo, we have to talk. You and I are going to have a little talk. And they talked. And then Jesus ascended into heaven and Peter and the boys took over. And 2,000 years later, I'm named after Peter. What happened? (laughs) Complete failure, one minute. And then on the other hand, it changes the whole world. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Halftime. Every one of us needs a halftime. It's a time when we spend with the Lord in prayer, in waiting, to get strong, to get character, to make a difference. Opportunity is in the waiting. That's why the psalmist says, wait for the Lord. Be stout-hearted. Opportunity. Wait for the Lord.